0: Let there be glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving to our God. Amen. Amen. Glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving to our God. He is worthy. Amen. Amen. So good to see you guys here in the second service this morning. We've already had a party in here earlier Praise the Lord. I pray the party atmosphere is still in here. We're having a party in the presence of the Lord. Amen. What a good God we serve. Go ahead and take out your phones or tablets and go ahead and notify the world that the message is live here at Christian Embassy. Go ahead and check in. Let everybody know you're here. Come on, let's get a lot of uh, traction going that the community around your friends and and those that are uh, stalking you on Facebook. They, they will hear about Christian Embassy. you'll never know, never know. You may help someone get saved today by just going ahead and doing it, letting them know about it and uh, praise the Lord and while you're doing it, go ahead on Christian Embassy Facebook page and like us. we want to get more traction on our Facebook page as well. Uh, you can also put a, a review in and as long as it's a five star, anything less than that, you don't have to go on there and do that <laughs> Praise the Lord, no, be honest, but we, uh, we love you. And uh, we uh, want to welcome everyone that's tuning in. Uh, we thank God for those 15, church, the 15 churches. The 15th church is up in Tanzania and uh, East Africa. We have 15 churches, Christian embassies that are going strong there. Uh, Pastor Daniel that's heading that up for us is uh, uh, communicated with me even yesterday evening. And they'll be traveling, looking even to do uh, revival and ministry in another area. We wanna pray for their safe travel. While his, hosp- uh, his daughter's at home in the hospital, he's out, uh, just there's so many requests coming of preaching the gospel uh, under the banner of Jesus Christ and Christian Embassy International Church. And we just wanna keep them lifted up. And uh, he asked me to ask you to keep him in prayer this week as he's traveling and, and doing that ministry as well as oversight of all that's happening there and that's just a small part of one area in the country God is using us so through these cameras here we're reaching the world and we just welcome on join me in welcoming everyone who is tuned in we pray we pray you will experience our love and the presence of the Lord whether you're in the living room or wherever you're at tuning in may God touch you this day Uh, There were three sisters who had widowed and they said, you know what, instead of us living by ourselves, we're going to all get a place together. Can you imagine? One was 96, one was 94, and one was 92. So these three sisters get a place and they're kind of wondering, how's this going to go? Well, the lady who was 96 was going upstairs. She was going to take a a bath. She put her foot in the tub and she couldn't remember if she was getting in the tub or getting out the tub. So she yelled out, could somebody help me? I, I, I don't know what to do. Am I getting in the tub or am I getting out of the tub? The second age sister at 94 says, I'll come help you. And she gets halfway up the stairs. She stops. She says, uh, I can't remember if I was going up the stairs or down the stairs. And called out to the younger sister, could you help me? And she said, yes. And she just laughed. She said, those old birds, they've lost their mind. She says, I'm not never going to lose my mind, knock on wood. And then she said, I'll be up to help you guys as soon as I go check and see who's at the door. <laughs> there is nothing spiritual about that other than to say, that's not us. We're going to keep our mind in Christ. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Well, I just want to pick back up on the series of Covenant Keepers and thanking God that He has given us a covenant that is supernatural. He has given us His Word, which is the constitution of this uh, kingdom reality, of this covenant. Everything He has given to us in His Word is yea and amen. All the promises are yes in Christ for you. God is a covenant keeper unto a thousand generations. He will said, I'll never break covenant. He said, if you'll enter into my covenant, you'll be guaranteed I'll keep my end of the deal. Hallelujah. So the question then comes, are we covenant keepers? Are we going to enter into this covenant that God has given to us? And if so, are we going to be covenant keepers and and faithful to Him? We find out that the entrance into this covenant... Is not something you have to work for. It's not a certain level of uh, you becoming uh, moral and and doing good works or putting enough money into good works. You can't buy your way into it. Your entrance into this covenant is through faith by faith. It is a faith act that God has made available. Uh, he says, without faith it's impossible to please the Lord. You can't enter into the pleasure of God without faith. Faith is key. It is so key. So today we want to talk about covenant faith. This covenant faith that is needed for us to enter into this covenant and for us to uh, enjoy all of the privileges of the covenant. And, uh, and, and there are so many. We look at Mark chapter 11. We'll begin at verse 20. Uh, we see uh, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw a fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to Him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, I'm, I'm quoting Jesus here. This isn't anybody else. If somebody tried to sell you something, I'm quoting Jesus here. He will have whatever he says. Look at verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Again, these are the words of Jesus. I'm not giving you anyone else's words where Jesus says, if you will believe that you receive them, you will have them. In Luke 18, we look at verses 1 and following. Jesus gives this parable about faith. He said to the men, he says, I spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. We should pray. We pray because we believe, but he says another thing, we must not lose heart. Saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming She weary me. And then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, and Jesus asks this question, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? I want you to answer that question within your own life today. Jesus was to return to this earth today, would He find faith on this earth? Would He find faith in your heart? Would He find faith in your home? Would He find faith in your business? Would He find faith in your family? When, would He find that? And we must answer that question because we know without... Faith, it is impossible to please God. And this covenant that God has made with us is a covenant that we enter and we participate in this covenant, not by our works, but by our faith, which will have works. When asked, what has God graced you with? I ask you today, what has God graced you with? You would probably come up and say, well, God has graced me with the ability to sing. Some of you heard wrong. No, (laughs) I'll be nice. Praise God. He said, make a joyful what? Thank you, Lord. That includes me. That includes me. But uh, we see that there, when I've asked that question before, very few people ever say faith, that God has gifted me with faith. And uh, it's like faith is something that we have to conjure up. Faith is something that we have to learn how to get it from somewhere, uh, wherever we can find it. But the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, look at what the Word of God says. For by what? Grace. For by what? Grace. grace. Now, grace is the unmerited favor of God. It's something you didn't work for. It's something you did not purchase. It is a gift of God. So by the gift of God, you have been saved through what? Faith. Faith. And that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. God. So it is a gift, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So what he's saying here is the power of, To believe in what you have not seen is a gift that God gave you. That every one of us, even those who say they are unbelievers, have deposited within them by the divine hand of God a measure of faith. Romans 12 and 3, God has dealt each one a measure of faith. So every one of us have a gift. We have a gift from God within us, a gift of faith. It's a measure of faith. It is the power to believe God. It is the power to believe His covenant. It is the power to believe in His Son, Jesus Christ. It is a gift deposited on the inside of you and to me. We have the ability to have faith in God as a gift from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you and I have the power and the ability to believe. We have the ability from God Himself to exercise this thing called faith and reach in and take hold of everything that God has promised for us, if we will believe. I don't know about you, but I'm going to say, I believe. How about saying, I believe? believe. Can somebody in here say, "I I believe? Like you really mean it. I believe. I'm here today to tell you, my brothers and sisters, as I'm led by the Spirit of God, that I am a believer. I make no apologies about it. I make no excuses for it. I make no exceptions for it. I have no contentions about it. I am a believer. Hallelujah. It is God's gift to me. It is the ability to believe when it looks like there is no way, I can believe there is a way because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm going to come into the Father's pleasure and all that He has in and through Him. Hallelujah. I am a believer, and I pray today that you would step up and act on the gift that God has given to you and stand on His promises and stand on His Word and say, I may not have a name for it, I may not yet have evidence for it, I may not have reason for it, I may not have feelings for it, but I've got something in me that God gave me that says I can believe Even when I cannot see. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I believe. believe. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not talking about mind over matter and I'm not talking about choosing to be just very optimistic. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about choosing to create something out there uh, pretending and make believe land. I'm not talking of that, about that. What I am talking about this morning is something that does not belong to the realm of logic and it does not belong to the realm of intellect not because it is sub-intellectual and not because it is beyond intellectual because it does not belong belong in the realm of statistics. Come on now. It, 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 it does not belong in the realm of matter and it does not belong in the realm of information. It belongs in the realm of the spirit, the Bible says, where everything says one thing and God says another thing. I'm going to put my feet down on what God says. I'm going to plant myself on what God said and I say, "Let God, Let God. if God said it, let it be and let the devil be a liar. Because our circumstances can't change God or His Word, but God and His Word can change our circumstances. So I'm going to get this thing in the right order. Hallelujah. Because when you use faith like that, you're getting set up for a turnaround. And I hear in my spirit, God said, it's time for a turnaround. Jesus said, you ought to pray, but don't faint. You ought to pray, but don't faint. See, the enemy will fight against you for a while, and he's trying to get you to stop believing. He's trying to get you to become exhausted and to give up. But let me tell you what, if you're willing to say, I'm not letting go of the promises of God, I am a covenant keeper and God is a covenant keeper and I'm going to hold on to the promises of God. They're all yes and amen in Christ Jesus. I'm not backing down. I'm not being talked out of it. I'm not being tricked. I'm not being swindled. I'm standing on the Word of God. Let me tell you what, you're going to see a turnaround in your situation. This is a season of turnaround. I hear it in my spirit where some people who have been standing and some people who have been holding on and some people who have been pushing and some people who have been praying, you're going to see speedily, your situation is going to turn around. Hallelujah. And you know it is not by might. And you know it is not by power. But it is by the Spirit of God. If you know what I'm saying is right, somebody clap your hands and say, I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. Come on now. In Matthew 8, Jesus was with them in the boat and he got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves, if you remember. Then he said to them, he didn't tell them, you know, he didn't rebuke them for anything else but one thing. He says, ye of little faith, little faith. Now that word little in the original Greek language of the original text is not a word for size. It's a time word. You need to know that. It's dealing with duration, So what Jesus was saying, a faith that didn't last very long, a faith that is short-winded. He rebuked them not for having a little faith like a mustard seed because he said all you need is a faith the size of a mustard seed. So when you're talking about size, all you need is something the size of a flake of pepper. But he's saying this little faith is faith that believed, but it just got winded really quick. So he was saying to them, you would have been all right if you had have kept the faith that you got in the boat with, it was the same faith that could have got you through this storm (laughs) safely to the other side. But the problem is you got into the midst of your storm, you took your eyes off of what I said and started looking at what you could see around you and your faith lost its wind. It gave up its duration. See, see, there's some things in life you get because you outlast them. That, that one we need to wear home, okay? You, you refuse to stop believing. See, the purpose of the storm... And the purpose of the wind and the purpose of our adversary or adversaries is to get your faith to the point where it stops being faith. Where you begin to entertain doubt which turns into fear and causes us to stop believing. We flip the switch off on our faith. But if you will realize that it's not the size of my faith that counts but the duration of my faith, I'm going to keep believing. I refuse to give up I'm going to keep believing this day was dark it started out dark it ended dark it didn't get I didn't get my breakthrough today but I'm going to get my breakthrough in the midnight hour and I get it in the midnight hour I don't get my breakthrough but I'm going to get my breakthrough at dawn and if I don't get my breakthrough at dawn then I'm going to get it by noon and if I don't get it by noon I'm going to get it by supper time. and if I don't get it by supper time, I'm going to get it by midnight I'm, I'm not going to stop I'm not going to stop I make up my mind that I'm going to keep believing until I keep and Keep on believing until I receive because Jesus is not a man that He should lie. And He said He wants to find somebody who's faithful and He will show Himself strong on their behalf. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. We could say to Jesus, when you return to this earth, you're going to find someone faithful because I'm in covenant with you and I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to give up on your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody in here been saved for any length of time? Maybe five years. You've been saved for five years. Raise your hand. Ten years. Keep your hand up. Twenty years. Thirty years. Anybody? Forty years. Anybody? Ninety-two years. Nobody? Ninety-two years. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. Go check. Oh, nine? Okay. (laughs) Praise God. See, there's some things you win not because you're stronger, but because you're longer. Okay? If I could say it that way. You just got to keep on standing. You got to keep on believing. You got to keep on confessing. You got to keep on receiving. You got to keep your feet planted on what God's Word says, which means that sooner or later, you know, the rain will stop coming down. Sooner or later, the flood waters are going to subside. Sooner or later, the wind is going to stop ble- uh, blowing. And sooner or later, that house that is built upon the rock, when it's all gone, I'll still be standing on the Word of God and the promises of God. Hallelujah. So we've got to get out of our mind this concept of size when dealing with faith. Oh, if I had faith like such and such. Oh, if I had faith like Billy Graham or something like that, then I might could do something meaningful for God. We've got to get that out of our mind. Look at what Jesus taught about his kingdom. He said that the kingdom was like a mustard seed. Remember, he said this mustard seed, when it is sown, it is the least among the seeds in size. But then it grows to be the largest plant among those trees that are planted. So so the concept is that if faith is like a seed, it's not talking about uh, having this massive amount. You can start out with, if you're looking at the size of it, something as small as the flake of pepper. And Jesus says that if you will plant it and nourish it and watch over it, it will turn into something that is huge because it has such potential. So the thing is, we need to be committed to the duration rather than the size. The duration of confessing the Word of God. The duration of saying this is what God said. Oh, this is what an authority said, but this is what God said. Oh, this is what someone who has uh, uh, much training in this area said, but this is what God said. I'm going to go with what God says. I'm not denying what you say, and that's our starting point. But, you know, I'm believing God for the super to come on the natural. I'm believing God for a miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God says, I'm a covenant God. I'm going to keep covenant. But I want you to be a covenant keeper. I want you to enter in. I've got better promises built by a better high priest, Jesus Christ himself with his own blood. This covenant is forever that you would enjoy its provisions here on earth and throughout eternity. Praise God. So we must take our faith and we must invest it put it in the soil of the earth, the dirt where we live and we got to keep that thing there. we got to keep it planted we got to keep working it and it will produce what it's supposed to produce. Somebody say I believe. I believe. Come on, I'm here to help you today. I I'm here to help you. Sometimes I was in a place in my life where I needed somebody to come along and help me keep believing. And, and I appreciate them so much. And as I look back at how they helped me, I'm here today to help you. I want to help you believe in all that God has said. Believe in His Word. To believe in His promises. To believe in this great covenant that He's got, given to us. So that you say, no matter what the devil's doing against you, wait a minute, I believe what God has said. I believe what God has promised. I believe the love of God. I believe the acceptance of God. I believe the power of God over everything else that is contrary. Somebody say, I believe. Yes I believe. Now now Satan wants you to believe that there are only a few who have the ability to believe, but he's a liar. He's a liar. I'm here to call him out. I'm not afraid of the devil. See, I learned a long time ago, Jesus gave me authority over all the power of the enemy. He gave you authority over all the power of the enemy, and the enemy by no means shall harm you. So instead of us hiding into corners and trying to stay off of the radar, afraid of the devil, I'll call him out. I'll call him the liar and the father of lies that he is, and I'm not going to let him go ahead and take his lies and cause God's people to suffer loss in this life. I want to slap those twisted words He's tried to put into your head, out of your head, so that you can hear the Word of God. The Word of God says today that there's a special grace of God given to you to help you believe. Hallelujah. Back to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. He says, For by the grace you have been saved, and it is through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. The gift of God. The gift of God. This faith is a gift. This faith is a gift. That word saved comes from sozo, base word for soteria, It talks about salvation. It talks about not only our eternal salvation, it talks about salvation of being delivered, salvation of being healed, salvation of being set free from bondage, salvation of being protected. Let me tell you what that sozo means everything that the promises of God has given to us. So we receive all of sozo. We receive soteria in its fullness, even here on this earth, through this, by this gift that God has given to us, this gift of faith. Hallelujah. It's a gift from God. He gave it to you. You didn't do anything for it. He just gave it to you. Listen to me. It's the gift of God. The ability to believe God uh, for anything and everything, even if you've never seen it, is in you. It's in you. You say, well, I don't even believe in God. Well, I'm telling you, you've got the gift of faith in you. You've got a measure of faith in you. And if you hang around me long enough, I'll preach the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That faith that you've locked away in the basement down there will start beating on the door. It'll take a chair and start beating on the door and say, well, I'm down here. You're not going to ignore me anymore. And you up there saying, well, I don't even believe there's a God. And that faith, here's the Word of God, starts rising up. Faith comes by hearing. It comes up by hearing. It comes up by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. Let me tell you what. Next thing you know, that person that says, I don't believe in God, will be on their knees saying, Jesus, Jesus, come be my Lord and my Savior. I'm t- telling you, we got faith in us. You say, well, I'm young. You've got the same measure of faith. You say, well, I'm old. You've got the same measure of faith. We've got a gift of God in us to believe God, to believe His Word, so that we can walk in the miraculous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 12 and 3, he says, a measure of faith has been given to us all. This measure of faith in Romans 12 and 3 has been given to us all. You have it. I have it. Hallelujah. If you're holding an infant, that infant has a gift from heaven deposited on the inside of them, the gift of faith. And as long as, as they get old enough to begin to understand and know they can use that faith, a child can use that faith and see the miraculous manifest in their life just like an adult can. Hallelujah. There's no junior Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I believe we should teach the Bible. Just stick with the Word of God. Amen. Amen. And we have this gift, but this gift has to be activated. It has has to be acted on, this gift that He has given to us. Hallelujah. So, what we want to do is look at several things here today that we can, uh, I would say, act upon in and operating with this gift of faith, this covenant faith. Uh, This is only for those who believe. Anybody here believe? I believe. Hallelujah. So, so, here's our responsibility of what to do with this gift of faith. The first thing we need to do is we need to connect with our faith. We need to connect with our faith. The difference between believers and non-believers is not faith. All, all of them have the measure of faith, okay, because God has given it to all. The difference is that unbelievers have not connected with their faith. So, so, just as you know, when fear is moving in you, and we know when fear is in us, and we know when doubt is moving in us. You've got to learn to know when faith is moving. Some of you are having some, your, your, your belly's flopping over some while I'm preaching and you think it's uh, hunger pain. You think it's some fried chicken you're, you're wanting. But let me tell you what. It's not hunger, pain. That's faith. That's probably what it is. It's faith, right? Well, for some of you, it might be hunger, okay? But you've got to learn to know when faith is moving. You should be able to find faith and you should be able to feel it. And I'm not talking about goosebumps. I'm talking about discerning faith and know it is there and recognize it is there. Paul said in Galatians 2 and 20, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Now, look what he says. The life that I now live in the flesh, How does He live it? I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. This is to say there is a faith that is alive on the inside of you that God gave you. And you need to learn how to connect with that faith. Because believe me, there will be times in your life you need that faith. Because your faith is equal to and greater than anything you'll ever face. There's nothing the devil ever, ever send against you that your faith doesn't have the ability to usher in the power of God to overcome that thing. Hallelujah. He gave you the power to believe your way through anything you'll ever face. Somebody needs to hear that. He has already given, it's not something he's going to give you. He's already given you the power to believe yourself through anything you will ever face. Hall- face. Hallelujah. Mark 11 and 23 says, I tell you the truth if anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen. It will be done for him. This is Jesus talking. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. There's enough faith in you to take the obstacles that look like impossibilities and move them out of your way. You've just got to learn how to connect with it. You've got to learn how to discern your faith. You've got to connect with your faith. One of the ways I learned to connect with my faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God is i got gotten the Word of God. And I said, God, I I did kind of like Billy Graham did. He got to the place where he was uh, being challenged with uh, uh, these theologians and challenged with unbelievers and challenged by atheists and different things about what he was preaching. And he would start second-guessing the Word of God. And he says, I wasn't much of a preacher. And he says, I was always in doubt and I was always in fear and I was always with intimidation. He said, but it came to the day. I was out in the edge of the woods there on the farm. He said, there was a stump there and I took the Bible and I opened it up and I laid it full open and he says, God, from this second, from this moment on, I will believe everything in this Word over what I see, over what I smell, over what I hear, over what I feel, over what others say. Lord, I'm going to stand on this Word. I'm going to believe You at Your Word. And he says, and I closed it, and I said, it is done. He connected with his faith there. And he said, from then the doors begin to open, and God took His message around the world to be one of the most influential men and priests In the world that we know today And we know he's passing on And gone on to receive some of his uh, Rewards but yet there are more rewards to come Because what he did is still a ripple effect Of what even in this day and age Hallelujah But it took him connecting with his faith You've got to come to that place where you said You know what if God has deposited a gift of faith in me I've got to connect with it I know it's here and I'm not going to doubt And I'm not going to waffle And I'm not going to be up and down And I'm not going to let my emotions And I'm not going to let what other people say And I'm not going to let the circumstances of faith, none of that stuff's going to move me. I'm going to hold on to what God says. And if God said I'm the head and not the tail, bless God. I'm the head and not the tail. And if I'm above only and not beneath, and I'm above only and not beneath, and if I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out, I don't care if I'm coming in or going out, I'm blessed. If I'm blessed in the city and if I'm blessed in the field, bless God, I'm blessed. I don't care what the circumstances look like. I'm not backing down. I'm not going to quiet down. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to be stuck in the corner, I'm going to be front and center and say, wait a minute, if my God be for me, who can be against me, I am more than an overcomer and more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, I am going forward, I'm going to carry the banner of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that when Jesus comes to the earth, he'll find me faithful, because I'm going to connect with this faith and I'm going to take the gift of God to believe, and I'm going to connect with it and say, you know what, I believe what God have said hallelujah second thing is you've got to contextualize your faith now that's just a little fancy word to say you got to bring it into the here and the now if you'll know the definition that God gives us of faith in Hebrews 11 he says he didn't say faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen that's not what he defined faith as he says now faith so we have we have a, a definition of a now faith so really, a faith of something of old is not faith. You don't have to have faith of something that's already happened. You don't have to have faith in something that, that is in the, in the museum. Come on now. You've got to have faith. Faith is that which has not yet been seen, that which is not, that has not yet been evidenced, but you've got, you've got the Word on it. He says a now faith. It has to come into the now. So, so faith has a now moment. Bring it into your present tense. Bring it, not yesterday, but bring it into your today. Right now, 1210, on this August day, let faith, now faith, be real. You connect with it, and now you are bringing it to the forefront, and you're going to believe God, and you're going to believe His His Word, and see uh, it applied to your now. Hallelujah. Now now let me tell you what, if you will begin to do that, then that means whenever and whatever happens to you, as you step into that now, you're not afraid anymore because you have already connected to a gift of God, ability to believe Him and to bring in, usher in what He's already provided over 2,000 years ago into your reality so whatever you face, no matter how bad uh, uh, of a deal it may be, you've got a better deal that you can usher in that will overwrite the bad deal. So now you're living in a now faith. You're not living in fear. You're not hiding. You're pro- progressing. I've heard some people say, I want to stay beneath the radar and I don't want to do a whole lot because I don't want the enemy attacking me. Well, then you've not connected with your faith this great gift to believe God for the supernatural and the overcoming ability and the powerful victory that Jesus has already provided for you. And now, so what you got to do is you got to get it into the now. And you say, it doesn't matter what's going on. Whatever it is right now, the faith is already in me to take care of it. Hallelujah. 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 Got to contextualize your faith. So you can be facing something and a message I preach comes to mind. And you say, wait a minute. That, yes. And you put that word into action. And let me tell you what. The word will work every time you got to learn how to take the word that God has given you and contextualize it or bring it into your now. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. If you remember the story of the centurion in Matthew, I think it's chapter 8, Jesus said that this man demonstrated greater faith than all of Israel. Now here's this Gentile centurion, and Jesus says, "He's, he's shown me greater faith. Jesus said that than any of those in Israel. Now, what did he mean? So the centurion comes to Jesus and he says to him, I am a man under authority, but I am also a man with authority, so I understand authority. I say go, and he will go. And I say come, and he will come. So I understand that. So Jesus, you don't even need to come to my house. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus is like, wow! There he is. That's greater faith than I've seen in all of Israel. The centurion was saying my faith is such that I don't have to be in a place of faith surrounded by people of faith for my faith to move a mountain. Hallelujah. All I have to do is locate my faith, uh, grab my faith and bring it into my context. uh, And the same thing I saw you do here, Jesus, is the same thing that's going to happen back at my home. I have faith to believe that. Hallelujah. See, David said it this way. Let me see now, God, in my situation, the power and the glory that I saw in your sanctuary. See, sometimes we believe we got to get a, a revival going or we got to get a big prayer team going or we got to get some great group of faith believers going before we can see a miracle. Here, Jesus says, what I am, I am respecting and what I am calling out and honoring uh, is somebody that can say, wait a minute, what I saw you do in the sanctuary, I want you to show it strong and mighty here now in my, my present tense. Hallelujah. God, what you did there, you're the same God. There is no limitation. You can do it right here. Praise God. But people whose faith has no duration, who can only last for a moment, they need the instantaneous. They need the on the spot. They need it to happen right now. Even before they say amen and open their eyes, it's got to be done. Or they're winded and they are out of it. They only want to believe when they're around other believers. But Jesus said here, great faith, Great faith, and I'm calling every one of you to, 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 to take and bring that, connect with and contextualize that great faith that is in you is when you can say, wait a minute, I don't need all of the, I don't need all the work up. I got the Word. I got the Word and the Word will word work. Hallelujah. See, if you can learn how to find your faith and contextualize your faith while we are sitting here in this sanctuary then you will know that the Spirit of God who is miraculously measuring out loaves and fishes here is the same Holy Spirit who will meet your needs according to His miracle working power no matter what those needs are. So your faith begins to stand up and see that what you need more than a pastoral visit and what you need more than prayer ministers showing up, what you need more than the choir gathering around and singing a song over you is that you would have uh, connect with this faith and say this faith that I've connected with it I'm bringing it into my now and that shift is going to take place because my God is going to show up here hallelujah I'm here to tell you today that your faith is so very important this covenant that we're in covers everything in our life did you know your faith can affect your finances Did you know your faith can drive sickness out of your body? Did you know that your faith can cause things to turn around in your life? But you've got to come to the place where you believe that you believe that what we are doing right now is not a wasted experience. It's not just spiritual calisthenics. It's not just something that we go through. But what we're doing right now is we are connecting with our faith and building it up so that we can contextualize our faith and take it home with us. Take it out of those doors and take it back into our home and take it back into our business and take it into the school and take it into our neighborhood and see God's word work in all of our life third and final we must engage our faith we must engage our faith to connect is to find and affirm and feel or discern our faith to contextualize is to place that demand on our faith to come into our now and now to engage it is what i call find the trigger or find the switch find an expression Find something that will set it off. Find something that will make it go. A switch. Flip the switch and say, I'm on now. We, we've got to engage our faith. You've got to find the release for your faith. It's like pulling back an arrow in a bow. Sooner or later, you've got to turn it loose. And faith is the projectile, but you've got to let it go and, and go with acceleration and release to go to its target. The Bible says Samson would shake himself. David would run after the lion, run after the bear, run after the giant. He didn't wait. He didn't wait. He says, if I'm challenged, this is how I'm going to engage my faith. I know greater is He who is in me than He was in the world. I know the the power of God and the Spirit of God and the miracle anointing of God is on my life. And he says, if you challenge me or God's people, I'm coming after you. So he challenged, the bear challenged his fold of sheep, he went after the bear. The lion challenged his fold of sheep, he went after the lion. And Goliath challenged God's people, and David ran after him. Let me tell you what, you've got to learn how to engage your faith. There was a man who had to go wash in the pool of Siloam. There were four lepers who said, shall we sit here until we die? No! And they got up and led forward uh, uh, and and led the people of God into one of the greatest victories. They marched and saw a miracle where God took out an army that was innumerable, all because four lepers said, we're not going to sit here until we die. We're not going to let, let man tell us our limitation. We still serve a God, a God that can heal the leper and deliver his people from the battle. Hallelujah. There was a woman who says, I'm going to touch the hem of His garment. She engaged her faith. She said, you know what? I've tried it the world's way. I've gone to every doctor, the, the specialist, they, they've done everything they can do. She says, they, it's cost me all my money. I've lost all my strength, but the little strength i got left, I'm going to engage now in my faith. And I've heard that this Jesus is a miracle worker. I've heard that this Jesus is a healer. I've heard that this Jesus can turn around a, a situation. And if I can but pray, through this crowd and touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there was four crazy friends who says we can't get our friend who's paralyzed in through the window. We can't get him in through the door, but we'll take him up on the roof and we'll tear a hole in the roof. We're going to get our friend to Jesus because Jesus can cause that which is lame to walk again. Come on, you got to engage your faith. See, you might not understand someone else's praise. You may not understand their clap. You may not understand their dance. You may not understand their shout. You may not understand their offering. That that's okay. These are all triggers, do you hear? These are all the points of release, uh, moments of engagement that causes faith to come to another level. Hallelujah. I pray today somebody would say, I, I want people to wonder now about my praise. I want somebody to wonder about my clap. I want somebody to wonder about my dance. I want somebody to wonder about my shout. I want somebody to wonder about my gift and offering that I just made. Because you know what? These are This is triggers to my faith. You know what? I'm acting on my faith. I engaging my faith uh, and I'm going forward because faith is taking me to the next level see our faith has to find a way of expression it's a gift God has given you you have the faith in you it's not out there it's in you connect with it connect with it And then say, I'm bringing it into my today. I'm not living with this. I'm not putting up with this. I'm not dealing with this the rest of my life. I've got a covenant with God. And the covenant promises takes care of this problem. So I'm bringing my faith into my day. But I've got to act on my faith. Faith without works is dead. I've got to engage it. Hallelujah. And when you express it, it comes forth. See, I get so frustrated watching two boxers dance around in the ring you ever seen that they go and they just just dancing around and it's okay okay y'all getting warmed up you should have done that in the back but okay and then a minute later they're still just dancing around I said y'all got five minutes and a minute's done gone by and you don't even touched each other come on now and I'm like if I was the referee I'd take them and I'd push them into each other I said if this is supposed to be about a lot of fight we're gonna get somebody fighting if, I mean I trip one of them or something I'm like come on What's all this dancing around? If I wanted to watch that, I'd have went American Idol or something and watched dancing. I'm on some box in here. See, the devil doesn't worry about it when we're all quiet and we're all subdued and all you know conservative. But you watch out when I start engaging my faith. When I start saying, "Let God arise," guess what? The enemy is scattered. Hallelujah! I like David when he says, "He teaches my hands to war." See, David would say, don't you get me started dancing. And don't you get me started... Okay, when I get started and I start dancing, God starts sending sending the ambushes against the enemy. Hallelujah. Remember, his wife didn't get... She wasn't too prone on him dancing before the Lord. She didn't understand. She didn't understand. David said, we, we're in a bad place. The Philistines are, are powerful. And we're surrounded by enemy. And, 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 and nobody likes us here in Israel. Everybody's trying to kill us here in Israel. And I've learned that my army is too small. And i learned that our weapons are too few. And I've learned that our, our treasury is not enough. But I say, He said, we got something that they don't have. Hallelujah. We've got the knowledge of a faith that God has placed in us that if we will engage that faith and contextualize that faith and bring it into the now and and connect with it and engage it, then we can see the mighty hand of God wipe out the armies that are against us. So David says, I'm going to engage my faith. And my God likes me to dance before Him. My God said that in everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. My God says, you'll praise me with the dance and praise me with the shout and praise me with the clapping into the hands and to praise me praise me with the stringed instruments and praise me with the resounding cymbals and praise me he said if you got breath let everything praise the Lord he said because you begin to engage you begin to engage you flip the switch you flip the switch on your faith so David said you better watch out it may look like the leader of the army is just dancing here but I'm going to take off my royal robes and I'm going to take off my commander robes because I'm going to show you something greater than and this throne I sit on there's one that sits on a throne above me and he wants to be involved in our life right now and he begins to dance and praise God as he came into Jerusalem and the Bible says that the victory was given unto them that every time the Philistines would rise up against Sam, the hand of God would wipe them out when the Amorites would come against Sam, the Amorites would bump into each other and think they were their own enemy and kill themselves and the treasury was coming from all of the spoil into the kingdom and David said you know this is so good we're going to set up a tent we're going to set up a tent this is going to be a tabernacle unto the Lord and it's going to be open 24-7 we're going to sing 24-7 we're going to get instruments playing 24-7 he says we're going to engage our faith hallelujah when you start marching around the wall. You better know the wall is coming down. When you start digging the ditches Like Jehoshaphat did, you better know that victory is coming your way. When you start throwing rocks at the giant, you better know his head is coming off. When you engage, when you engage in the process and stop saying, I'm here to watch somebody else's faith. No, 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 no. I've got my faith. I got a gift from God too. I got a measure of it too. I got the ability to believe too. And Jesus said, I can pray and ask anything. And if I will believe, I will receive I've got it I'm connected to it. I'm calling it into my now and I'm engaging it with my praise. I'm engaging it with my confession. I'm engaging in it with my declaration. I'm engaging in it with my giving. I'm engaging my faith right now and I'm pulling it back and I'm sending it to its target and I will see the hand of God. I will see the favor of God. I will see the anointing of God. I will see the healing of God. I will see the deliverance of God. I will see the power of God. I will see the joy, joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. I've come to turn it loose like a missile. Hallelujah. I'm sending it towards its target. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. God always makes me to triumph. And greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I'm here to believe that the prayer of the faith will raise up the sick. I'm here to believe that greater is He who is in me. I am here to believe that mountains can be moved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel faith moving. I don't know about you, but I feel my faith moving. And don't you boil it down to emotionalism. That's something you get at a ball game. And don't you boil it down to some psychological need. That's something you can get on your therapist's couch. What I'm talking about right here is connecting with a God who gave me this special grace to believe Him to believe his word to believe that when all the odds are stacked against me does anybody know what I'm talking about all the odds are stacked against me when the statistics says it can not happen that God has given me the power to believe that this mountain can be cast into the sea that these things that have been stacked up against me can be cast into the sea and all I gotta do is say this is what the word of God says yes and amen hallelujah we got to activate our faith. Our faith has to be activated. I love that woman with the issue of blood. I know why Jesus told that story. I know why that he had, by his spirit, that story recorded in the Gospels. Here's a woman. You know the story. We just talked about it. And everything was stacked against her. Some of you may be there. You spent a lot of money and it didn't help you out. You've given a lot of energy and effort, but it hadn't helped you out. You've sought a lot of counsel, but it hadn't helped you out. You've told a lot of people, and they've not helped you out. You've moved here, and you moved there, and you've changed this, and you've changed that, and none of it helped. Actually, things have gotten worse. Things have gotten worse. But I love this woman here. Here Jesus said she recognized that as a daughter of Abraham that she had a seed of faith that was given to her. Now she's under a different covenant than you and I have. Her covenant is, is not as powerful, it's not as strong, it's not as long uh, uh, enduring let me tell you what but Jesus was by example telling us here's one that connected with her faith she took this gift that was given to her that measure of faith and she said you know what I'm going to bring it into my nail I, the moment I touched the hem of his gar- garment, now I'm going to be healed. No circumstance said that could happen. No authority told her that could happen. No experience she had said that could happen. No family member told her that could happen. There's not even a sign that a preacher told her that could happen. But that faith on the inside of her, that gift to believe, that power to believe, uh, begin to dance around and say, old woman bend over, you're going to stand up. Old woman who's lost your strength, you're going to regain strength. Have you not known? Have you not Her, the everlasting God he faints not and they that wait upon him will mount up with wings as eagles. she had that she had those verses you know and they'll begin to run and not grow weary and they'll begin to walk and not faint oh woman you want to mount up with wings you're going to stand up right you're going to stand up healed that faith begin to talk to her all you got to do is bring it into the now don't say next week don't say next month say now now but you got to engage that faith She says, I got some opposition between me and my miracle. And that opposition wants me to get winded. uh, Wants my faith to have a short breath and get winded. Uh, But she says, if I have to crawl, if I have to grab their ankles and pull uh, down ankle to ankle, that's why she said to him, that's why she said to him, she's not walking upright. She says, I'm down here, I'm being walked on, but you walk on me for a few more minutes. Uh, I'm about ready to engage my faith. Because when I touch the hem of his garment, uh, I gonna be healed and the Bible says when she touched the hem of his garment Jesus says whoa what happened power 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 Power! went out of me who touched me and the disciples says Jesus everybody's touching you all your groupies are touching you Jesus said, no, no 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 somebody just engaged their faith Somebody just they virtue they pulled they pulled out of heaven that's flowing through me here on earth. They pulled the super out of the natural. Somebody just touched me. And the woman says, I did. And do you know up until this point in time nobody had ever been healed by touching the hem of a garment? This woman says, I don't even need the standard. That faith says, I that faith says, you know, I love this faith that God has given us. This faith that God has given us says, you know what? The world says you got to go to the altar, get hands laid on you to get healed. The world says you got to get at least three people praying in tongues over you to get healed. Then the world will say you got to fast and pray for 40 days and then you'll get healed. And they'll give you different ways of how people got healed. But I love this woman. She said this isn't even in the books. This is not even on the record. But this faith is telling me we can create a new day. We can create a new season. And she said if I can just touch the hem of His God, I can. I can't get up to him and I can't get his attention to lay his hands on me. But if I can just touch him and you know what? After her miracle, the Bible says many touched the hem of Jesus's garment and was healed. And it went on even further that Paul had, his handkerchiefs were taken to people who were sick and they were healed. And it went even further that Peter, his very shadow touched people and they were healed. This woman's faith says we're going to knock down all walls. We're going to knock down all barriers. We're to, I, there's nothing impossible with this faith. There's nothing impossible. Hallelujah. And it's time today that somebody would say I connect with my faith. I believe I receive that gift of God to believe it's in me. I connect with it right now. And now I bring it into my context. I contextualize it. It is today. I am stepping up today. I am walking in it today. I am believing God today. I am making my confession today. I'm declaring it the, the old is behind, the new is before me today. I'm praying to turn around today. It starts right now. Now, I got to engage my faith. Well, one way we can engage our faith is declaring the Word of God, making the confession of God's Word. Jesus said, If you believe, Paul said, If you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth, you're saved right there. So, so, right there, it begins right there. So, you need to begin to declare, Jesus is my Lord. I am surrendering my life to him. I'm going to live for you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. What you provide for me is mine. I I believe your promises are yes and amen. And if you said by your stripes I'm healed, I am healed. I am healed. I am coming under your healing virtue. You sent your word and healed my diseases. i receive it today. And he who was rich became poor that those who are poor might be made rich in Christ Jesus. Lord, I bring all of my poverty and I bring all of my lack and I bring all of my need to you today. And you you said your seed would be not be begging the bread. So I come and take hold of the promises of supernatural provision, supernatural doors being opened, supernatural increase. Superna- I rebuke the spirit of life. I rebuke the spirit of poverty. I rebuke the spirit of need. And I say in the name of Jesus I am the head and not the tail. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I'm going to walk in the blessing and I'm going to walk in the favor. I'm going to contextualize it today. I'm not going to wait till Monday morning. I'm going to do it Sunday at 1230 on this August day. Hallelujah. We engage it. We engage it. Praise God. We got to activate our faith. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we lift our hands before you, Lord. Oh, we just stand. Everybody, we just stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of faith. Lord, many of us have wrestled so many years trying to build our faith, trying to earn our faith, trying to learn and intellectualize with our intellect and, and process our faith. The whole time it was a gift already in us. Thank you for this measure of faith. Hallelujah. And no, God, you said in the preaching of your word, faith would rise. Lord, we've been faithful to preach your word, so everyone here has had their faith acted upon with with a rising up, calling it to the forefront. And Lord God, I believe that anyone here today who has heard your word, understood your word, wants to now bring this faith and all of its power into our now so now Lord show us each and one of us I'm sure may be different but show us how you want us to flip the switch how you want us to engage we know that there are many ways your scripture talks about us engaging or activating our faith One uh, one is to believe and then confess to make that confession to begin to decree and declare it in the name of Jesus hallelujah Another one is to begin to thank you for it before it happened. Like with Sister Betty today, Lord, she and Brother Johnny came up to me and gave the good news. And I said, what's even better than this good news is we were praising God just like we are right now. We were praising God when you had a bad report. We were praising God that you were healed. We believed in your healing before it was even backed up with medical... Uh, with the medical uh, authorities Lord that's what we want to do right now we want to begin to praise you for whatever it is we're believing for to praise you for it before it comes to thank you for it before it manifests to dance to shout to sing to clap to rejoice everything that you said that we can do in faith hallelujah to give you said there are many times when we look at a need and we give into the need, and as we give into the need, the Bible you tell us it'll come back to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And we gave out of our need because we believe. We believe that we were not giving a material resource that was limited, but it came under through the activation of faith an unlimited source. Hallelujah. So whatever it is, Spirit of the living God, I pray you would speak to each and every heart here how they can engage their faith as they bring it into their today, as they've reconnected with it. Thank you, Lord. And if you've given us all the same measure of faith, that means that no no one of us is respected by you over the other. You said you're no respecter of persons. We all have the same measure of faith. We just have to connect, contextualize, and engage. So I pray, God, as we go out of this house today, we'll be committed to engage our faith with praise and confession and declaration and giving and serving and loving and thanksgiving and dancing and shouting and, and, and everything. Everything that the Lord, just whatever it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there's anyone here this morning, one of the most important things that you'll ever, ever, ever use your faith to do is to be born again. For Jesus says, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And if you're here today and you don't know that you've been born again, or maybe you did or you didn't, and you've wandered off and you've wandered back in, let me tell you what, you can be sure today. You can be sure today. Paul tells us in Romans 10, 9 and 10 very specifically that if you will believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. And let me tell you what, you don't even have to believe in your, you don't have to believe with your own strength. God has given you the faith. He's given you the power to believe. If you will just connect with it right now, that faith will cause and help you and strengthen you to say, you know what, I believe that Jesus Christ is alive. And then you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, meaning you surrender to Him. You will be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you've been here today and maybe you didn't know Christ or you wandered away or you really don't know where your standing is, but you want to know that you know that you know you're born again and you want to engage your faith to be born again, I want to pray with you in this closing prayer. So if you're here and you say, you know, Pastor, I want to be assured when I walk out of here today that I am born again, that I am saved. I want you to just raise your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray with me in this closing prayer? Everybody else around you, just bow your heads. Let's just close our eyes. Let's just pray. Just intercede. Give everybody a private moment now. If you're here today and you say, I want to be born again. I want to be born again. Just raise your hand. Say, Pastor, would you pray with me in this closing prayer? I see anyone you said, pastor would you pray with me in this closing prayer yes yes see those hands yes I do don't want to miss anyone I want to pray with you you've just lifted up your hands I want you to pray after me say father God I want everybody to pray with me if you will father God God. thank you you. for giving your son Jesus Christ I was lost and undone And I had no way to save myself. You stepped in. And Jesus, you gave your life. And you were hung on the cross. And you died. And you shed your blood for me. You were buried. But on the third day, you came forth. Jesus, you are alive. Come now and live in me. I confess Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. I want to serve you, live for you, worship you, and honor you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah.